Okay. <laughs> okay. Through a spur curveball. I'm going to play producer here for a second. He comes out after the song. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you can't walk out after a, 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 a tribute vi- a video. Right. The moment just was not right. Right. But okay. you can after this. That's a very good analysis. Yeah, I think you can. Spoken like a true professional in the business. <laughs> well, Brian Glenn, many, I, many, many, many decades of experience in this business. Maybe when I'm done with all of this, I'll sit back and, like, produce rallies. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I should. Uh, but we think everybody watches right now because we can honestly say we're minutes away now, and yes. which which puts Probably us a little two bit. Two and a half minutes about yeah, the length Which of the puts song. us a good, you know, it's 7.50. It could be an hour late start here, but that's okay. You know, we're on... It's, if it's 8 o'clock here, it's, it's 11 o'clock in New York City. And there were probably some good meetings happening oh. backstage that, you know, drug out the yeah. process a little yeah. bit. So if you're in Florida right now, where you live, if you're in Mar-a-Lago, West Palm Beach, yep. Jupiter, it's 11 o'clock All at right. night. I'm that sorry, feels a folks, lot better. You're not getting to bed until sa- Saturday morning because this is going to go at least an hour and a half. Go- oh, music oh. face. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome the 45th President of the United States, President Donald J. Trump. God bless the United States of America, and God bless Donald John Trump. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to L.A., where there's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and sing That I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that fight to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next Thank you very 
USA, USA, right here, right here. Thank you very much, and a very, very big hello to an incredible place. It's called Arizona. Thank you. It's great to be back in this beautiful state with thousands of proud, hardworking American patriots, which is what you are four months from now. The people of Arizona are going to fire the radical left Democrats. You are going to elect a truly great woman who I've gotten to know very well, Carrie Lake, as your next governor. Woo! Doug Ducey, you're fine. You're going to send a brilliant guy who I have also gotten to know very well, Blake Masters, to the U.S. Senate. You're going to elect an incredible slate of America First Republicans up and down the ballot, and we are going to end crazy Nancy Pelosi. She is crazy. Her political career, once and for all, ended. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together, and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done to our country in less than two short years. The contrast between the Trump administration's amazing success and Joe Biden's breathtaking failure could not be more stark. You see it right here in your state. You see Hundreds of thousands of people pouring into your state. Hundreds of thousands of people. And they have no intention of stopping it. It's not even believable. Let's look at some of the facts. Less than two years ago, when I was in office, gas, gasoline, that thing called gasoline, now nobody wants to even talk about it, was $1.87 a gallon. And now it's 5 six, seven, and even in some places, eight and nine dollars a gallon. Only going to get worse. We gave you the largest tax cuts and regulation cuts in American history, even larger than the Reagan tax cuts that once held the record by a lot, actually. The radical Democrats intend to impose the largest tax hike in American history. That's what they want to do. They think raising taxes is a wonderful thing, so they can waste it on things like the Green New Deal. You know what that is? Garbage. In 300 years from now, the ocean will be one-eighth of an inch higher, according to them. Now, maybe lower, too. Who the hell knows, right? Who knows? And they're working feverishly to pile on more regulations at levels never seen before. Nobody's ever seen anything like what they're trying to do. Under the Trump administration, we had the greatest economy in the history of the world with no inflation. No inflation. Biden created the worst inflation in 47 years. We're at 9.1%, but the actual number is much, much higher than that. And it's going higher and higher all the time. It's costing families nearly $6,000 a year, bigger than any tax increase ever proposed, other than the tax increase that they want to propose right now. Good luck with that. 
We created 7 million new jobs with the lowest unemployment rates for American. And we had the best rates ever. We had the lowest rates unemployment for Americans. And for African Americans, we had the best numbers. And for Hispanic Americans, we had the best numbers. And for Asian Americans, we had the best numbers ever in recorded history. We had the best numbers for every group, women, men, high school diploma, no diploma, MIT diplomas, doctors. We had the best numbers for every group. There wasn't one group, one group that had worse numbers than what they had. Nobody's ever done anything like it. And we were beating China so badly, so badly. We had a record 164 million people working, far more than we have today. We achieved the largest poverty reduction in 50 years. We lifted 7 million people off of food stamps. And we lifted 10 million people off of welfare. 10 million people off of welfare. And they were happy because they got a great job and they were making more money than they'd ever seen before. Under Biden, there are still 4 million people who have not returned to the labor force. Real wages are collapsing, and we're on the verge of a devastating, and this is devastating, it's called stagflation. Look it up. It's not good. It's not good. And what I'm concerned about, they keep talking about having some reversals. I don't want people mentioning the word depression, because where we're going now could be a very bad place. We got to get this act in order. We have to get this country going, or we're going to have a serious problem, not recession, not recession. Recession's a nice word. We're going to have a much bigger problem than recession. We'll have a depression. You know, in 1929, they had a thing called the Depression. You know that, right? You wish they wish they could have had a recession only. I rebuilt our military, including our nuclear capability and creation of Space Force. Space Force. Not since the Air Force 80 years ago had anything taken place like Space Force, and we're lucky we have it. And a lot of it comes out of the state of Arizona. You know that, right? A lot of it. A lot of it. A lot of it's here. Look at that bling back they there. They surrendered our strength and turned Afghanistan into the greatest humiliation our country has ever seen. Boo. And not the fact that we were leaving, because I was getting them way down. I had us down to a number that we hadn't seen in many, many years. But the way we were leaving, Ooh. a total surrender. We created the safest border. Think of it. We created the safest border in the history of our country. And now we have the most unsafe border in the history of our country. And I believe in the history of the world, because I really believe that no country a third-world country doesn't have a border like we have. There's never been anything like it. And you're talking about millions and millions of people coming in, unvetted, coming in from jails from 141 different countries. What they're doing to our country is ruining it. They're poisoning our country. We ended catch and release. We deported record numbers of illegal aliens and gang members. And we built hundreds of miles of border wall. In fact, we completely finished our original plan. 
Despite two and a half years of Democrat-inspired lawsuits, they sued me from day one on the wall. Two and a half years in court, we won every one of them. We finished the wall, and then we added much wall. We added a lot of additional wall. They said, we could use some wall over here. Remember, they said walls don't work. Walls and wheels, I used to say, right? You know, they have all sorts of computers and technology. Two things that always happen, a wall and a wheel. They're never going to be replaced, I don't think. I don't know. When you find something better than a wheel, let me know, please. Three weeks was all they would have taken to complete the remaining portion of the wall. We had, we had this thing going like nobody's ever seen it. It had a huge impact. And I want to thank the president of Mexico. He gave us 28,000 soldiers, three, free of charge, right? 28,000 soldiers, free of charge. And we had a great relationship on the border with Mexico for the first time. Now you see what's happened. That whole relationship is gone, and people are flooding us. Never happened any, like this. Never. Nothing like this has ever happened. And I said to Mexico, we need your help. We need your people on the border. They can't come into our country. And they said, no, I'm sorry, we can't do that. I said, good. Then I'm going to charge you 25% tariffs on all of the things that you make, including cars that are pouring into our country. And they said, on the other hand, they said, we would love to help you. We would really love to do So they gave us 28,000 soldiers. They were great. Actually, they did a very, very good job. We had the best numbers we've ever had. The border was the best and the safest in U.S. history, and they've turned it into the worst in U.S. history, maybe of any country. So, I mean, think of it. And instead of being proudly energy independent, which we were, just two years ago, we were energy independent. We were even energy dominant. The United States is now a beggar for energy. We're a beggar for energy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Think of it. Energy, the border, Afghanistan, the way we got out. You know, in Afghanistan, I spoke to Abdul, the leader of the Taliban. And I said, Abdul, you can't kill our people anymore. You kill our people, we're going to hit you so hard. You can't do it, Abdul. And you know what? And actually, Biden acknowledged this. I didn't think he realized it, to be honest. I was very impressed. But 18 months, not one American soldier was killed. And then they did a surrender. And then the United States did a surrender, leaving all of that equipment, leaving many American citizens behind. Right now, you have many people living in Afghanistan that don't want to be there, and who knows what's even happening to them. And think of all of those soldiers that were hurt, killed. We lost 13, but some were horrifically injured. No legs, no arms, and worse. You've never seen anything like it. And... Uh, we had it just where we wanted it. We could have gotten out with dignity and strength. Instead, we did something that was, I think, in my opinion, the greatest embarrassment that we've ever had in the history of our country. <laughs> Biden and the radical left have turned calm into chaos, competence into incompetence, stability into anarchy, prosperity into poverty, and security into a total catastrophe. The election was rigged and stolen, and now our country is being systematically destroyed because of it.
And I appreciate your state and others. You saw what's going on in Wisconsin with the nursing homes. Thousands and thousands and thousands of crooked votes. You saw that, right? Where almost everybody voted. Almost everybody voted. But historically, only a very small portion voted. I guess they voted because they had such a great enthusiasm for a person that campaigned from the basement. But it's nursing homes and many other things, and I have to hand it to the people of Wisconsin, and so do you. And I want to hand the people of Arizona, because you don't stop. You know what happened. And in many ways, and I can say that truly in your state, in many ways, the rhinos are worse than the Democrats. Let me tell you that. I ran twice, I won twice, and did much better the second time than I did the first, getting millions more votes in 2020 than we got in 2016. And likewise, getting more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country by far. And now, we may have to do it again. I mean, look at, look at what has happened to our country in less than two years. Our country is like a different, it's like a different place. It's so sad to see. But first, we have to win a historic victory for the Republican Party this November. When we retake Congress, among our highest priorities must be to end the nightmare Joe Biden has created on our southern border. And your governor, Doug Ducey, has done absolutely nothing to help. Talk about rhinos. He's all talk and no action, and you'll see what can happen when Kerry Lake becomes your governor. It'll be like day and night. day and night, it will, and she'll get it done quickly. She knows what has to be done, and she's tough and smart and a very good person. This year alone, right here in Arizona, Border Patrol has reported 732 percent increase. You believe this? Seven. Not 100, not 50, not 25. A 700, and, and this comes from Border Patrol, who are great people, by the way. Brandon, we love you, Brandon. Great people. And ICE. Would anybody here like a job at ICE where you walk into an MS-13 gaggle? They call it a gaggle. You walk into a group of people, MS-13, and they love knives. You know, they like knives much better than guns because a knife kills you slower and it inflicts great pain. And they've used them many times to kill people. And ICE will walk in there and they'll walk in swinging. And I know of some of the people in the first row, some of you are actually mentally tough. But you know what? A couple of you are very financially tough. You're not going to be in ICE, I tell you right now. These guys are really patriots. They're incredible people. And uh, they get 
not they don't get they get it from the people but the media is so unfair to them and the radical left the radical left without them you wouldn't even have a country without ice and the border patrol and the police the police defund how about defund the police think of it they want open borders they want no voter id they want to defund the police they don't believe in god they don't believe in oil they don't believe in the Second Amendment. And then they're supposed to win elections? I don't think so. I don't think so. Border Patrol has reported a 732% increase in illegal crossings at your border compared to when I ran it, which is 2020. We had numbers, the likes of which, in the low side, and that included drugs and human trafficking, hadn't been so low in 34 years including over 19,000 unaccompanied minor youth being dumped by coyotes and smugglers with no parents or no supervision, just dumped on our land. It's a humanitarian and national security disaster, and it has to be stopped, and it has to be stopped quickly. Every day, criminals, murderers, and sexual predators are pouring across our border and ending up right here. Congratulations in the state of Arizona, right in your, your wonderful Arizona. Wasn't supposed to be like that. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. Other countries are emptying out their prisons and sending the worst criminals the world has ever known right into the United States. Last month, 141 different countries were represented by people coming in. Can you imagine? Most people don't even know we have 141 countries on this planet. We actually have a lot more than that. But we have 141 countries represented last month. Recently, an illegal alien was sentenced for brutally stabbing to death a 33-year-old man at a hotel in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Great place. Horrible thing. Last year, an illegal alien in Pennsylvania viciously murdered a 23-year-old woman. Beautiful, tremendous woman with a lifetime ahead of her like few people could have, credible person, with a knife stabbing her repeatedly and throwing her body under a pile of trees. In April, an illegal alien in Georgia was arrested after allegedly going on a rampage of sexual assaults, attacking more than 20 different women and then hurting them all very badly. And as everyone knows, just this month, an illegal alien criminal in Ohio was charged with repeatedly raping a 10-year-old girl. These are just a few of the tens of thousands of violent acts being perpetrated by these criminals pouring into our country. We have no idea who they are. We have no idea where they come from. No tests, no nothing. No masks, no masks. The only ones that don't have to wear masks are if you come across the southern border. You know, they're going back to a mask policy now. You heard that? The radical Democrats have turned our country into one giant sanctuary for dangerous criminal aliens. In the Republican Party, we believe our country should be a sanctuary for law-abiding citizens who love America. If we're going to make America great again, our first task is to make America safe again. Under Joe Biden last year, murders hit their highest rate, we think, ever in the history of our country.
Under a Republican Congress, we should pass emergency funding to hire thousands more police officers, which we'll be doing nationwide to put violent criminals behind bars and keep them behind bars. Leave our police alone. Let them do their job and give them back the respect they deserve. Woo. They know what to do. They can solve the problem. We have to allow them to do what they can do best. Instead of targeting Republicans, conservatives, Christians, and patriotic parents, the Biden administration should try going and dismantling the street gangs, MS-13, most vicious gang of all, and these horrible criminal cartels, the likes of which we've never seen to the extent that we have now. The caravans are getting bigger, better, more powerful. 25, 30,000 people sometimes now. See, I worked with Mexico, and Mexico allowed them to come when I first came in. By the time a couple of years went by, Mexico wanted no part of them because they knew there'd be retribution from the United States, and Mexico would break them up. But now they're coming in like nobody has ever seen before, and they're tough. Many of these people, they're tough. Instead of taking guns away from law-abiding Americans, we should try taking them away from the violent felons and career criminals for a change, enforcing existing laws to get them in jail after the carnage that they've caused. If you look at countries throughout the world, the only ones that don't have a drug problem are those that institute the death penalty for drug dealers. They have no problems. They have no problems. We don't do that. We set up blue ribbon committees headed up by this young lady right here, headed up by that young lady right there, headed up by this guy with the wall. Stand up, please, with the wall suit. You've been at a lot of rallies, haven't you? How many rallies have you been at? That's good. 50. We love them. Very good. Thank you. These rallies sustain him as much as us. You know, it's, uh, it's amazing. Amazing. It's amazing how walls work. It's funny. Nancy Pelosi has a wall wrapped around her house. But she says, no walls. If we're going to stop this scourge. It's time to get brutally tough on the dealers, traffickers, and the narco-terrorist cartels who are stealing millions and millions of lives. We lose... 200 and 250,000 lives a year. You know, I heard a statistic that each drug dealer will kill during a period of 10 to 15 years anywhere from 20 to 50 people, and the bigger ones kill hundreds and hundreds of people. When I was with President Xi of China, I said, do you have a drug problem? Rather naively. No, no, why do you ask? He couldn't understand the question. I said, why don't you have a drug problem? Well, we have quick trial. What's a quick trial? Quick trial is if they are dealing drugs, they have a quick trial, and they're executed immediately. We don't have a quick trial system. 
And I see it all the time, and I have a lot of friends. They're wonderful people. They all want to be on the committees, and we call them blue ribbon committees, headed up by nice people, wonderful people, and uh, they don't even have a chance against what they're dealing with. Now, quick draw. Singapore. Singapore is a very wealthy country. No drug problem. None. Because they have the same policy. Others also the same policy. Not that many. But the only time it was, that's right, they talk about human rights. What about your, what about the hundreds of people that each one of these dealers kill over a period of time? And many of them kill hundreds of people very quickly. And yes, in many cases, drug traffickers have to receive the death penalty. And you know, it's always controversial. I'll leave here and there'll be a story by the fake news back there. Look at all of them. And they'll say, and they'll say, what a horrible, horrible thing. But this country has been fighting this thing for 50 years, and it only gets worse, although I must say we did a good job. But even if we got it down 18, we got it down 18 percent. We worked so hard, but we got it down 18 percent. Melania, she worked hard. She was on a — she headed up a blue ribbon committee. And the people came in from the committee, and they were so proud. They got it down 18 percent. That means that 82 percent continued. Hundreds of lives every couple of days were dying. And you're up to over 200,000, maybe 250,000. That's like — there's no war where you lose that much. This is like a war. It's an invasion of our country. And the only way you can stop it is by being very tough and quick. And you'll stop it. And you won't have drugs in our country anymore. Your children are being killed. A young man the other day took a pill, and it had a tiny bit of fentanyl, one of the worst of them all, a tiny bit the size of the, a needle, a pinhead, a needle. And it was too much, and he died almost instantly. This is happening all the time. A policewoman, a person, grabbed some debris from an arrest, and it had fentanyl on it. And they don't think she's going to make it. She picked up just by picking. She didn't take it. She picked it up. It went through the skin, and they don't think she's going to make it. Last week, if you want to make our country safe for violent criminals, vote for the radical Democrats. If you want to make our country safe for your children and for law-abiding Americans, you have to vote. You have no choice but to vote for Republicans. You have no choice. Our country doesn't win anymore. We don't win anymore. We don't even talk about winning anymore. We're always fighting, and they're always doing investigations of Trump. Let's do another investigation. We don't win with our military, with education, with trade. We don't win with anything. We just don't win anymore. We're going to start winning again, I'm telling you. And to begin right here in Arizona, we have some critically important elections coming up, starting with the primaries on August 2nd, such a big day. You have the opportunity to vote for an outstanding slate of true conservative warriors, many of whom I know. Starting with the next governor of Arizona, Carrie Lake. Come on up, Carrie.
No one understands better than Kerry how to fight back against the fake news media and the radical left. They're partners. They're partners for whatever reason. You know, we need an honest media in this country. We need an honest media. The media is terrified of Carrie. She knows it better than anyone because they know that as your governor, she will be one of the fiercest voices in the country standing up against Joe Biden's open borders, that catastrophe. And she will do whatever it takes to protect the people of Arizona. And she is the only person strong enough to get it done. We know them all. <laughs> Carrie Lake is strong and she's proud. And she's a tremendous defender of election integrity. And she will not let anybody down. She won't allow elections to be rigged and stolen in your great state. And she'll be fighting it all over the country, but she'll be fighting everything, including our horrible, horrible illegal immigration problem. Carrie will be tough on crime. She'll oppose radical indoctrination in your children's schools. And she will protect the right to life, free speech, and the Second Amendment. Carrie, please say a few words. Carrie, thank you. Wow. Thank you so much, President Trump. Do we love this man or what? Wow. And I think Arizona is your favorite state. You don't have to say, but I think Arizona is his favorite state. <laughs> President Trump taught us how to fight, and I took a few notes. That's why I go after the fake news, because he showed us how to do it. He gave us the game plan, and he showed us exactly how to stand up and fight. And Republicans need to fight back. Now listen, we can't sit back and wait for Superman to come, come in and rescue us right now. We can't wait for Superman to rescue us right now. We have to stand up, we've got to vote, we've got to get active, we have to make sure we tell our friends to vote, and we have to be running for office, running for school board. Each and every one of us has to get involved. Use your God-given gifts and get involved to save this country. Now, I want to say for the record, for the record, I do believe that Superman is coming back, and hopefully he's coming back soon. And when... And when he does, we are going to be right there by his side. We're going to be stronger. We're going to be bigger. And we are going to be there fighting with him. Thank you, President Trump, for coming to Arizona. And get out and vote. Everybody vote. Thank you, Karen. Great job. That's a winner. Another critically important race this year is the fight to take back the U.S. Senate seat from the extreme leftist, Mark Kelly. 
Kelly has completely betrayed the people of Arizona, refusing to lift a finger to secure your border. He's so bad on the border, he doesn't want to even talk about it. And on the contrary, doing everything possible to turn Arizona into a cesspool of crime, drugs, and illegal immigration. That's what he's doing. Mark Kelly is responsible for the Arizona border nightmare. He voted against the border wall. I had to fight this guy. He voted against the border wall. Think of it. He voted against remain in Mexico. Do you think that's a good thing? Remain. In other words, you can't come into our country. You think it was easy for me to get that? Remain in Mexico until we have it checked out. Not too many people checked out, to be honest with you. And against deporting violent criminal aliens. He even voted against stopping violently ill people from entering your state. Violently ill people. Mark Kelly endorses mass amnesty, which means he wants to give citizenship to everybody. Anybody comes in, you come in, you become a citizen. And he supports sanctuary cities, which means sanctuary for criminals and protection for them from the law. Mark Kelly is also culpable for the runaway inflation that's crushing Arizona families. He voted in favor of all of Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's lunatic socialist spending bills. And he voted to support Biden's war on American energy. How about that? How do you do that? How do you do that and win? You know how you do it and win? You cheat on the election. And he supported the Democrats' radical takeover of election law, H.R. 1. You know what that is. I know he's married to a very nice woman, but he's just not doing the job, and Arizona is suffering because of it. So remember that. Remember that. This November, we're going to vote Mark Kelly out of office, and we're going to replace him with America First champion, Blake Masters. Blake. Blake is a boss. Blake is a real titan of the business and technology world. He gets it. And a brilliant mind who truly supports the MAGA movement and America first. What's simpler than America first? You know, the other group, they were talking about, no, America's last. And then they were explained. The first month, remember when Biden used to say, we're not going to support America first. I said, you just can't say that. I said, that was a great name we came, but it's America first. And they want America last. They actually, I think they want, I think they hate our country. They want America last. Blake brings exactly the kind of toughness, courage, and intellectual firepower we need in the Senate to take our country to the next level. It's important to bring patriots like Blake to the Senate which needs new energy. We do. We need new energy and some real courage. And he's got the courage. I've also looked at his poll numbers. He's going through the roof. But go out and vote, please. Let's not take a chance. Same thing with Carrie. Her poll numbers are looking so good. Go out and vote. Don't say, oh, they're going to make it. No problem. Just go out. That happens too often. People say, oh, they have it made. We had a big win, though. You saw that in Maryland, right? We have a rhino governor there, very much like Ducey, actually. Just not as good looking. Actually, Ducey's not great, but he's better looking than this guy. 
And Hogan, Larry Hogan, you ever hear of him? Real rhino. And he supported somebody, and everybody said, I was watching Fox News, they were saying, oh, no, the person he's supporting has it made. But they said, one of the people said, well, but this other person, Dan Cox, who not a lot of people had heard about, but he's very good. They said, Dan Cox has the Trump endorsement. Well, no, I know, but this person's been around, and she's going to win. It's going to be quite easy. Dan Cox won by 19 points. And it'll be great. So much for Larry Hogan's presidential ambition. All he has to do is look into a mirror, and he'll say it's not going to work. Blake has shown in business that he has what it takes to complete and win at the highest level. He's been a big winner. He's done great. And now he wants to help our country, and he wants to complete it all. He wants to help. He wants to get — well, it's, I did the same thing. You know, a certain magazine, I think it was Forbes, said Trump is the only one that went into office and is worth less money today. Think of it. I watched Nancy Pelosi. She has nothing. Now she's supposed to be worth — they say I lost $600 million over the last four years, and I expected to because I didn't take advantage of the office. I could have made a fortune. I could have made a fortune. I could have made a fortune. They actually gave me credit for it, but that's the way it's supposed to be. I didn't do deals. I could have done deals. Oh, they wanted to do deals. Would you like to do a deal, sir? I could have sat behind that oval desk. I could have done deal after deal. I would have quadrupled my net worth. They said, He's the only president, and I think probably maybe the only politician. I don't want to knock all of my people that are here. But I consider that to be a positive, not a negative. It's uh, coarsely positive. But I didn't do this for money. I did it because we have the potential of having a great nation again, and we had it going. I'll tell you, before the plague came in from China, we had it going like nobody's ever seen. And then we had it going again where the stock market was actually higher when I left. We had to fix something that nobody knew what was going on. We closed up our country to China. If we didn't do that, it would have been much worse. But we did a great job, and we got it back. And the market was actually higher when I left. And we did so many other things. The Abraham Accords. We would have had the whole Middle East signed up. But Blake is a hardcore America first person. He's hardcore MAGA, and he demands strong border security, strong values, strong family, and strong military with no foolish and unsustainable foreign wars. We're in all these wars 21 years. They don't want us. We don't want to be there. We're spending billions and billions and billions of dollars a week. Blake is tough on crime and will fight. For our great police, he will not flinch in defeating those people that want to hurt our Second Amendment. You know, your Second Amendment is under siege. They want to kill your Second Amendment. They go after the NRA. They go after anything. It's like nobody's ever seen anything like what's happening to our country. And Blake will always stand up for election integrity. Very strong. Blake will also never sell out to Washington. Look, he will never sell us out to the — and there is a Washington establishment, I learned. Many of these people are not very good. And he'll be loyal to you, and he'll be loyal to the great state of Arizona. So August 2nd, get out or early vote.
Vote for Blake. And Blake, come on up. Say a few words, please. Come on up, Blake. Thank you. Mr. President, I really just wanted to thank you for saving this country. Do you agree with me? Did President Trump literally save this country? Because look, I knew that Biden-Harris was going to be bad. You knew that Biden-Harris was going to be bad. But I'll be honest, I'm shocked at how quickly They've been able to deliver all this chaos and destruction. But here's the thing. If we're suffering this badly after not even two years of Biden-Harris, imagine how bad things would be if we were right now in year six of a Hillary Clinton regime. Hillary Rotten Clinton. I think after six years of Hillary Clinton, that might be game over. I think that literally would have been the end of this republic. And Donald J. Trump saved us from that fate. And he did so much more, he delivered on his promises. He saved this country once, and I don't know about you, but I got a feeling that he's just getting started. So thank you, sir. On behalf of all of us, on behalf of Arizona, thank you for inspiring us and for fighting for America. We're going to win. Thank you, and God bless you. Terrific person. He's terrific. Those are two incredible people. Do what you have to do to get him in. You'll see a big difference, and you'll see it quickly. We're also thrilled to be joined by two terrific additional candidates. Your next attorney general, who is tremendous. I know him well. Abe Hamaday. Thank you, Abe. Get out and vote for Abe. I hear you're doing well, too. I look at those poll numbers. I love poll numbers, only when they're good. Otherwise, <laughs> I don't recognize them. But you know, they do fake polls, just like they do fake stories, by the way. Suppression polls, they show suppression. And they do them uh, very well. But you know, people catch on after a few years of doing it. And a highly respected man just endorsed by me today, future congressman for the 2nd District, Eli Crane. Thank you, Eli. <laughs> but you like me, right? Okay. The primary is August 2nd, and early voting is already underway, so get out and vote. 
Don't wait and uh, do it as soon as possible. Vote for Kerry. Vote for Blake and Abe and Eli. Also with us this evening are members of Congress, Paul Gosar and Andy Biggs. You know, Andy Biggs went to Congress a couple of months ago, and he was grilling your people here that were saying how wonderful things were with the election. And they were doing really nice. They're reading off a script, and everything was just very nice. And then Andy took about three minutes. He totally destroyed them. Totally destroyed them. Naturally, that doesn't make it onto the television set too much, Andy, right? But I heard from 20 people, they said it was brutal. It took you about, what, five minutes? to break up the false narrative. We have a friend of mine and somebody who's absolutely incredible, and he's so tough. He did such a great job for us in Washington and in Germany. He was the ambassador to Germany, and when I took him out of Germany, the happiest person anywhere in the world was... What? Yeah. Merkel, that's right. She was so happy. She was so happy. And then I brought him in, and everything we gave him, he was tough and smart. Rick Grinnell. I don't know. Where's Rick? Angela. Angela. <laughs> Actually, Angela Merkel, she's tough, smart, takes advantage of the United States because all nations do, even with Ukraine. You know, we put in... So far, we're in there for $60 billion, and Europe's in there for a tiny fraction of that. So we're going to do it. Let them pay. I mean, it's for them. Obviously, it's more important. Why are they only paying a little tiny bit, and we're paying $60 billion already? But another one, and I have to say, though, Angela, she was really happy to lose Rick because he was just so difficult for her. But at the same time, she really liked him, so she was torn but we brought him back in the job that Rick Grinnell did. You're going to be hearing a lot about Rick Grinnell. So thank you, Rick. Another one that she was controversial. She's becoming less controversial because she's winning so much. But she's a fantastic person. She's a friend of mine, and I'm very proud to say it. And she would have beaten, I have to say, if they didn't have three candidates, she would have beaten a man named John McCain in the primary. She would have beaten him very easily. Arizona GOP Chairwoman Kelly Ward. She's doing a terrific job. Thanks, Kelly. Great job. How's it going, Kelly? The races are looking good. She's got a wonderful husband. He never sees her. She doesn't sleep. All right. We'll blame you if anything goes wrong, all right? I don't think it will. Executive Director of Arizona GOP, Pam Kirby. Pam. Thanks, Pam. A wonderful person. I will say she's tough. State Senator Wendy Rogers. She loves Wendy! your state. Wendy, she's great. Love her. I just texted her. Hopefully she reads it. One thing I can say about Wendy, she wants the truth. 
She wants the truth. She doesn't play games, and she's been incredible. Lucky to have her. State Senate nominees Anthony Kern. Anthony. Anthony. Who's doing who's Mark, doing great? Mark Finchin's gotta be there too. Robert Scantlebury. Junae Shep. Good luck. Great, Junae. And a very important guy. He's in charge of a very important race. He's running against a rhino coward named Rusty Bowers. David Farnsworth is going to do the job. Rusty Bowers. He's a rhino coward who participated against the Republican Party in the totally partisan unselect committee of political thugs and hacks the other day and disgraced himself and he disgraced the state of Arizona. David Farnsworth is going to do a fantastic job. And importantly, I have to say, you have so many advantages. That would be the guy I'd most like to run against because this guy's bad news. He thought he was going to win for a long time now. And then uh, he saw poll numbers and he's not looking so good. Meaning Bowers, he impeded election integrity and did nothing on illegal immigrants and immigration as they poured into your state. So I just want to, uh, David, I want to tell you, get out and win that race. That's a bad person. That's a bad person. A man who's very uncontroversial, but other than some of the strong penalties that we talked about before, this could be the strongest of them all on the border, certainly. Put Sheriff Joe Arpaio in charge. Joe! I want to get him on the show so bad. Oh, no least truth says Robert is her friend, Robert Scandalberry. Hey, Joe, you're very popular, Joe. Weren't those the nice days? You had Sheriff Joe and you had no problems with illegal immigrants pouring into your living room. He's tough, but he's fair. And he was really railroaded. Let me tell you, that guy was railroaded by what they did to him was a disgrace. He's a hell of a man with a wife who I knew well. She passed away. Great, great person. She kept him in line, let me tell you, right? She's, he's still in line. But we miss her, Joe, right? We miss her. Great woman. You remember the pink tents and the pink underwear and the pink everything? But you know, everything was immaculate. It was clean. They just know, let's not go. And Arizona, people said, how come Arizona is doing so well? I say, there's two words. Joe Arpaio is very simple. Great job, Joe. I didn't know you were that popular, Joe. I didn't know you were that popular. I didn't know he was that popular. You know, they told me, well, you know, sir, I don't know if you want to do this because he's very controversial. You know why he's controversial? Because he did his job. Yeah, that's great, Joe. 
Another person who does his job incredibly, central casting. I watch him on television. I say, that's the man. That's the man. Sheriff Mark Lamb. Thank you, Mark. Great job. We need more of you, Mark. Do you have any twins or do you have any friends just like you, Mark? Uh, and a great family, too. Great to see you, Mark. And one man that I know, he's a patriot, but I have to tell you more than anything else, he's the single greatest purchaser of advertisements I've ever seen. <laughs> because I don't care how many pillows he sells, he cannot pay enough. He just can't make that kind of money. He's got to be the greatest buyer of ads in history. Mike Lindell. I don't know what he does. I mean, I'm sure pillows are a good business, but I mean, this guy, I've never seen anything like it. I think he waits till, you know, they can't sell an ad. And I think he's ready to pounce on the phone, like 10 seconds. I'll give you $100. I'll give you $30. Take it or leave it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Then they'd run a five-minute ad. It goes on and on. Oh, we love, we love him. But he's a great patriot who loves our country. That I can tell you. We're also deeply honored to be joined by Kimberly Lopez, the widow of a very, very special person. You know, County Sheriff. Deputy Sergeant Rick Lopez, you know that. You know him well. Unfortunately, it's been a big part of your news right here. Who was horribly shot in the line of duty just a couple of weeks ago. Kimberly, our hearts break for your terrible loss. He was an incredible man. Law enforcement, again, law enforcement. And he was at the top of the chain. We're praying for you, and our nation will never We'll never forget the memory of Rick. And every hero in blue has made the ultimate sacrifice to keep our community safe. Where is Kimberly? Kimberly, come up here. Would you come up here? Will you mind, Kimberly? Her husband was incredible. I spoke to some of the people in the department. They said he was just an incredible man. I'd love you both to say a couple of words. Come on up. Um, I just would like to say thank you to such a wonderful state, community, for all the love and support. Our family has felt it in our time and I just want to say thank you. I am the youngest daughter of Rick Lopez. Um, honestly, I can't thank you guys from the bottom like, so much for all the love, all the support. 
go hug a law enforcement officer, thank them. They are out there supporting and making sure that this community, Arizona, America is safe. Please just know that we love and we know all the support is there. Let's go. <laughs> He's looking down right now, and he's so proud of both of you. Most people would say, oh, I don't want to come up. But you came up, and you honored a great man. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you to law enforcement. Over four incredible years, we achieved more for the great state of Arizona than any president, and much more than any thought even possible. We ended the disaster known as NAFTA. They all said it couldn't be done the worst trade deal ever made, and we replaced it with the USMCA. That's Mexico and Canada. In fact, they want to renegotiate the deal right now. Don't do it. That's the best trade deal we've made in this country in many, many decades. It was a massive win for Arizona workers. You remember NAFTA, how bad it was. It was a one-sided deal where Mexico and Canada were just doing numbers on you like nobody thought possible. So now we have a great deal. We stood up for our amazing veterans with VA choice and VA accountability. <laughs> Trying to get it for 58 years. VA choice. Think of it. So now, if you're not well, you don't have to wait seven weeks on a line. If you wait more than two hours or three hours, if the and they have some great doctors there, but if you have to wait two or three hours, you go and you go to a local doctor. We pay for it, and we take care of you. You don't die. You don't die. We lower drug prices and Medicare premiums for Arizona seniors like you've never seen before. And I signed an executive order to confront the tragic issue of missing and murdered Native Americans, which is a big problem. We fought for Arizona. And we won for Arizona. And with the thundering victory for Republicans this November, we will fight and win for Arizona again. You're going to see some big changes with the people that you've just met. One of the first things we will do is to stand up for parents' rights. Who would believe that? Now, who would, I'm just thinking to myself, who would believe we're even saying that? We're going to stand up for parents' rights. Now, think of that statement. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to stand up for parents' rights. Who the hell wouldn't stand up for parents' rights? Who would think of it? So many of these things. Who would think we have open borders where everybody comes into our country? Who would think they want to attack our Second Amendment? We, we want to protect ourselves from these people, from people that are coming in, from criminals. Who would think these things? Sanctuary cities, no voter ID. No, we don't want voter ID. You know why they don't want voter ID? Because they want to cheat. Mail-in ballots. Oh, we have COVID. Let's mail in millions and millions of ballots. Where are they coming from? They're coming from every direction. It's time to finally and completely smash the radical left's corrupt 
education cartel. Our children are captives to unhinged Marxist educators. Where do they come from? Who are pushing inappropriate sexual, racial, and political material on our children from the youngest possible age. It's not even believable. At long last, every parent in America must be empowered to opt out of this indoctrination and send their child to the public, private, charter, religious, or homeschool of their choice. In addition, we will get critical race theory out of our schools, out of our military, and out of every part of our federal, state, and local governments. And we will also keep men out of women's sports. Is that okay? Seems so simple. Oh, I wish I were a coach. I wish I'd have a great woman's team. I would never take another woman, I'm sorry. You saw the weightlifter, right? You saw that deal, right? This woman, she's been a great lifter for 10 years. She was going to break the record by a half an ounce. They put a little here, and they put a little a quarter of an ounce here, quarter of an ounce here. She was going to break it, and she got up there. She was so beautiful and powerful. And she lifted it. She got it up. <sighs> Ah. Ah. And then a person came in with a man's body. You know, that's the way they define it now. They say a man with a, a person came in with a man's body. And he looked at the weights. They said, have you ever done it before? No. No, he looked at the weights, took one hand. Ding. <laughs> so ridiculous. The swimmer. How about this great swimmer, NCAA champion? How about her? And she looked left and she saw all competitors that she's been swimming against for 10 years. And she looked to the right and she saw more competitors that she's been swimming against for 10 years. But next to her was this person that was really big. He had a wingspan like this. And she said, ah, this could be I've never seen it. This is incredible. And she was badly injured. You've heard me tell this. She was badly injured from wind burn because when he passed her, he was going so fast that the wind burned her a little bit in the pool. So she was injured. So she wanted to break the record by an eighth of a second. He broke the record by 38 seconds. He was going so fast, the cameras didn't know what to do. They couldn't follow everybody because this guy, was he finished? He's finished already. What happened, Charlie? It's ridiculous, isn't it? And you know, nobody but me talks about it because all politicians consider it to be politically incorrect to talk about it. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's how we won two elections already because we will talk about things like that. No, I think that people want to hear it. And you know, what's better than telling the story about the weightlifters with the, the stuff. I mean, it's so, it's so ridiculous. And you know what? Honestly, it's very bad for women's rights. When you talk about women and women's rights, and I'm a believer, we're all believers in this room, but it's very unfair to women what they're doing. And even the swimmers on the team, they were afraid to talk about it because they'll be shunned and they'll be 
harassed and everything else. But I've been harassed so much, I don't care about being harassed anymore. And no teacher should ever be allowed to teach transgender to our children without parental consent. Right? 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 Amen? <laughs> when Republicans retake Congress, they also need to crack down on, and really hard, Big Pharma for giving, listen to this, listen to this, puberty blockers and other dangerous drugs to mutilate our youth. They're mutilating our youth. And you know, many of these young children grow up and they say, who did this to me? Many of them, I think 64% or something, a very high percentage. They said, who did this to me? They're so young when it happens, they don't even know what's happening. We will save our kids and every federal bureaucrat who is complicit in this travesty needs to immediately, at a minimum, be fired. Got to fire them. Another one of our highest priorities under a Republican Congress will be to stop left-wing censorship and restore free speech. We don't have free speech in America. Free speech. And by the way, talking about free speech, go out and sign up right now for Truth Social. How good is that doing? Millions of people, and it's doing great. The radical left Democrat Party is not, in my opinion, oh, they'll hit me for this one, too. They hit me for everything. It's not a 50% party within our country. And we said it. How are you against all of these incredible things? Guns, oil, law enforcement, God, voter ID, tax cuts. They want to raise your taxes. Is that a good thing for voters? We are going to raise your taxes. Oh, let's vote for that guy, Charlie. He sounds great. You know, for all the years I've watched politics, I haven't been doing it that long, believe it or not, but I've been watching it for a long time. It was always good to cut taxes. This is the only time I've ever heard where raising taxes is supposed to be a great thing. And it's going to kill your economy if they do it, too. We gave the greatest ever, think of it, but now they want to raise taxes and they want to waste it on the Green New Deal. Waste it, throwing it out the window. Worse than throwing it out the window, it'll, it'll inhibit our growth. Regulation cuts, the Constitution, they're, they're against our founding fathers. Other than that, they're wonderful people. The way they win is to cheat in elections. I, I mean it. And, you know, they'll say, well, that's a terrible thing to say. Look at what happened in your state. Look at the reports that came out in your state. And then they don't even want to report what's written. Everywhere the report, is that a correct statement, Madam Chairman? Everywhere the Republican Party has the chance, we must pass critical election integrity reforms, including universal voter ID. Voter ID. Let's have voter ID, right? Here's a picture. Yes, this is me. This is me. Listen to this. They are fighting this. Citizenship confirmation. No, we don't want you to prove that you're a citizen. They think it's discriminatory. This, are we going crazy or what? What is going on? No more fake drop boxes. How about where Biden got 100% of the votes in some of the 100? They didn't even give me one vote. Not one vote. And he campaigned brilliantly from his basement. They didn't give me a vote. 
But no, but some were fair. I got 2%, 3%. No private money pouring into local election offices. You know, if you spend more than $5,600 as somebody contributing to a campaign, they put you in jail. They throw you into a jail. $5,600. Zuckerberg and his very beautiful wife spent $417 million. And the money was doled out everywhere. The money poured in. And it was mostly, it went mostly to Democrat areas. They give the Republicans a tiny percentage just to try and make it look like he spent $417 million and nothing happens to him. But if you spend $5,600 plus 10 cents, they throw you into a jail. It's a disgrace. And ultimately, we need same-day voting with only paper ballots. Like the good old days. We're just four months away from the most important midterm election in American history. I believe that, too, because Amen. our country is going to tilt. If it goes any further, we had it. We had it so good. We were doing so good. But if this continues to happen, it's going to be tragic, tragic for the whole world, because the world looks upon us. Well, they used to. They don't anymore. They don't respect our country anymore. But they used to look upon us. Let me tell you, two years ago, they respected us a lot. Ukraine would never have happened. I knew Putin very well. I know him very well. He wasn't going to play that game. And he didn't for four years, right? He didn't. All of a sudden, the troops started lining up on the border. But that would have never happened. Taiwan will never happen. It would never happen. Now, who knows what's going to go there? But they're certainly being aggressive. But it would have never happened. I know him. President Xi, I know him very well. Would have never happened. But all of those lives, those precious lives and, and those incredible cities and buildings that are a thousand years old with the gold domes, they're all gone. What a shame. Would have never, ever happened. Now it's hard to stop it because I guess it looks like Putin is sort of just bombing places and people are fleeing and he's taken over. It makes it much tougher to negotiate. We could have made something. I wouldn't have even had to negotiate. We wouldn't have had it done. He would have never done it. He would have never done it. What a shame when we look at all that death and destruction and the ruination of a country. And they ought to all get their acts together and get something done now, all of them. We need a landslide so big that the radical left cannot rig it or steal it, even if they try. If you do big enough, it's very hard for them to do. It gets to be a point, but they can go pretty big. This is the year we're going to take back the House. We're going to take back the Senate. We're going to take back America. And in 2024, most importantly, we are going to take back our beautiful, magnificent White House. Bring but first, back. we have to secure massive victories. For Kerry and Blake and all of the others, so get your friends, get your family, and get out and vote, okay? Get out and vote. 
Together, we will fight for more jobs for American families, fair trade for American workers, and more American factories, forging more products stamped with that beautiful phrase, made in the USA. Remember the old days, right? The old days would have cars made in the U.S. They were so proud of those cars. They used to go get stickers made in the USA. We had that started again. Remember I said we're going to save Christmas, Merry Christmas? We saved Merry Christmas, didn't we? The department store said, don't buy if they don't have Merry Christmas. They were told it's not good. They want to get rid of Christopher Columbus, but more importantly, Merry Christmas. But they say Merry Christmas again, don't they, right? A whole different thing. We will shut down Biden's border disaster, reinstitute our strong remain in Mexico policy, strengthen the patriots of ICE and Border Patrol, and we will again end catch and release. We will end chain migration, a disaster. We will end the visa lottery. I did all of this stuff. I mean, I got to do it again. I got to do it again. And we will clamp down on illegal immigration just like we did less than two years ago. We will stop the crime wave in Democrat-run cities. And that's something I would do differently. Instead of saying, get your act together, if they don't get it together fast, I'll get it together for them. We do this thing. We will give our police back the power they need and the respect they deserve. And we will not take legal protection away from our police. You know, they want to take protection away so that if a policeman or woman has a scuffle, and if they don't like it, they say, we're not going to protect you. Go out and hire a lawyer. The lawyer will cost more than they get paid in 10 years. They want to take legal protection away from police. How are you? Look at that. Thank you. You're a handsome guy. Very nice. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Very nice. You're looking good. You're looking good. Thank you. That was very nice. I saw that. Thank you very much. We will restore law and order in America. We, will, we are going to have law and order back. We will hold China accountable for unleashing the virus upon the world. It probably cost $50 trillion, and they don't have that much money. But they probably did $50 trillion worth of destruction. And even themselves now, they're getting hit hard. That's very interesting. Australia, many good friends in Australia, they were the toughest of anybody just about. There's nobody hit so hard as Australia right now. It's incredible what's happening. How, how sad, how bad it is. And we will use tariffs to protect American workers and American jobs. You know, we took in billions and billions of dollars in taxes and tariffs on China. Billions. We saved our steel industry because it was ready to go down the tubes. And now I understand that they're thinking about giving up the tariffs. The one thing China wanted was us to drop the tariffs. And therefore, I knew that's something we should never do. But we took in hundreds of billions of dollars. No other president took in 10 cents, not 10 cents. It's a shame what's happening. And now I hear they want to Give China 100% where they can just come in and take advantage of our country, and they want to drop the tariffs. That's what I'm hearing. If they did, if they did, there's just something, something going on. We will protect innocent life. We will defend our Constitution. By the way, big decision just came down. Perhaps you've heard about it. Roe v. Wade. Big decision. 
And we had three other decisions come down in the same week, as you know, on guns and on religious liberty. You know that? And on the environment. They, you know, they wanted to destroy our country with their craziness on the environment. They're radical environmentalists, and they want to destroy our country. But we had three decisions in addition that were incredible for sane people, for people that are sane. We will defend the Second Amendment, and we will proudly uphold the Judeo-Christian values and principles of our nation's founding. We will restore patriotic education to our schools. We will teach our children to love their country, honor our history, and to always respect our great American flag. In conclusion, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. Is there any place better than a Trump rally? Is there any place better? And I'm sorry we couldn't do it last Saturday, but that was a rough, that was a rough day last Saturday, so I appreciate that. We had big crowds that had to be turned back, and you're all here today, so we appreciate it very much. Very much. Our MAGA movement, Make America Great Again, Make America Great Again, is by far the greatest political movement in the history of our country. Not even close. They don't even challenge it, the fake news. Together, we're standing up against some of the most menacing forces, entrenched interests, and vicious opponents our people have ever seen before. A friend of mine recently said that I was the most persecuted person in the history of our country. And I said, that's a strong statement. But then I thought about it, and I felt, you know, he may very well be right. We had a Russia, Russia, Russia investigation that was covered religiously by the fake news media, even though they knew it was a false story. It turned out to be a concocted fairy tale made up by crooked Hillary Clinton, the Democrats, and a sleazeball writer named Christopher Steele. And in coordination with, of all things, Russia. Can you imagine? They, they were the ones that were coordinating with Russia. Then I had impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two. And by the way, we had, other than the Romneys of the world and the Murkowskis and those people, you don't count them. We had tremendous support from the Republican Party. Impeachment hoax number one. Impeachment hoax number two. I thought number one, we were done. And I said, what a great victory. A couple of weeks went by, and they said, we're going to do it again for a different subject. Think of it. I got impeached over a phone call congratulating somebody for winning an election. So we had number two, and then we had the Mueller investigation resulting in a verdict of no collusion. Who has been through anything like what I've been through? Seriously. Who? Certainly no politician and definitely no president. A president leaves office, and it's supposed to be a wonderful life. And all this while I was doing so much as president, including the most secure border in American history, as we said, tax cuts that were the largest ever, regulatory cuts that were the largest ever, $1.87 gasoline, no inflation, low interest rates, record growth in real wages, and historic Abraham Accords bringing peace to the Middle East. If we were in there now, you would have had every country signed up. They haven't signed one country since we left. 
Now we have the January 6th Unselect Committee of Political Hacks. Boo! And it's the very same people who perpetrated the lies that I was an agent of Russia. I'm an agent of Russia. You know, during the campaign, right after we came down the escalator, right in Trump Tower, we came down, and young staffers would come up to me. I see a lot of people. And they say, sir, it's such an honor to meet you. Sir, do you, do you know anything about Russia? I say, not much, really. No, not too much. Why, why do you ask? Oh, I just want to know, sir. And then a month later, somebody else would come by. Sir, sir, it's an honor to meet you. Sir, do you know anything about Russia? No. Huh. I wonder why that was asked. And then again and again, four or five times, I, the fifth time, I said, what the hell is going on with Russia? It was a hoax. It was a phony, sick hoax. And we had people like Shifty Adam Schiff and others who stand before the same microphones, the exact same microphones, doing the exact same thing as they did with Russia, Russia, Russia. Think of it to tell you how bad a person is, right? So Adam Schiff is a sleazeball. Everybody knows it. Not a dumb person, by the way. You know, we're not dealing with dummies, but he's a sleazeball. You take a look. A perfect watermelon head, you know. He's... And he's angry with Biden because he was supposed to get a job in the administration and they didn't want him. But he goes up, and he's a smart guy, goes up to the microphones. Thank you, thank you very much. This is a sad day for America. Donald Trump Jr. has a relationship with Russia. And the... You know, they know it's a fake deal because they're, they're more fake than Adam Schiff. And they're all going click, click, click. Now, think of this. Just think of this. Here's a young guy. Don Jr. is a good kid. He's been through hell. He's been through hell. They had him in, I think, 28 hours before a committee headed up by somebody that was a Republican who perhaps is an inside trader. I don't know what the hell is going to happen to Burr, but headed up by Burr. Many, many, many hours asking him about nothing. Ask him the same thing over and over. But think of Schiff. He says to the press, and he made up the story with Hillary Clinton. And these, so they know the story is fake. They know the whole Russia thing is made up. In fact, today, the New York Times, of all people, did a story. Their number one columnist, or one of their top columnists, that it was a fake deal. They actually admitted it. Oh, good. Now we can sue them, can't we? Because they've admitted it. But, woo! So, but think of it. So he made this story up with Hillary Clinton, the DNC, the Democrats, uh, all of these people. They made it up. They knew it was fake. What kind of a man, knowing that, would say, Donald Trump Jr. will be sent to prison? Prison. My son is going to be sent to prison because of what he did with Russia. And they know it was fake. What human being would say that somebody's going to prison on a story that they concocted? How bad is this scum in our country? How bad is it? Where does it stop? Where does it end? And it probably doesn't stop because despite the great outside dangers that we have, and we do, we could end up in World War III over what's happening with Russia and Ukraine because our people don't have a clue what they're doing. Our biggest threat remains the sick, sinister, and evil people 
like him and many others, but people that are within our country, not just Russia and China and the more obvious. I think it's a bigger threat, what's happening inside our country. Yes. Never forget, everything this corrupt establishment is doing to me is all about preserving their power and control over the American people, for whatever reason. They want to damage me in any form so I can no longer represent you. They will damage me in any form they can. I watched this hoax last night where a young lady said, oh, I'm so heartbroken. But three weeks after January 6th, she wrote us a letter saying, oh, I loved working for the president. He's so great. I guess she put out a tweet. Now it would be a truth, hopefully. But she put out something. Oh, it was such a great honor to serve our president. And then all of a sudden, she's out there. This is long after the January 6th. Or the other one where she goes out and she said that it's just not my deal. I love Secret Service. They're great. They're incredible people. They're brave people. They're strong, powerful, smart, brilliant. No, think of this. She said, I got into the beast. Well, it wasn't the beast. It wasn't the beast. The beast is a specific car. I got into the beast. And I grabbed the steering wheel to make it go down to... Now, you know, I have a guy sitting there who could lift 300 pounds. I don't know. If... I don't think I can. I don't think... I don't want to say I know I can't, which I do. I know I can't. But these are strong, tough people. I grabbed the wheel. I don't even know if you could fit through there. Have to lose some weight. I grabbed the wheel, but I was rebuffed. And instead, my hands went to the throat or something of the other Secret Service. Now, this guy lifts like 300 pounds or 350. And he's a very tough guy. But think of it. What person would... I mean, I'm the president of the United States. And can you imagine this made-up story? It is total fiction. And I say thank God for the great people in the Secret Service because they put out a statement that it wasn't true. That it wasn't true. Terrible. Then they have me throwing food, throwing food in the White House. I don't throw food in the White House. I don't throw food anywhere. I eat the food, which is a problem. I'd probably be better off if I threw it. I think the next time I should throw it, I won't eat it. I'll be much better off. But I'm throwing food in the White House. I don't do that. I have too much respect for the White House and too much respect for people to do it. And they know that wasn't true, too. But they don't call back the Secret Service. You know, the Secret Service wants to testify and say it wasn't true. But they won't let them testify because they don't want to hear the answer. It's just a horrible thing that's going on in our country. It's sick. And the fake news media is totally complicit. These are very dishonest people, many of them. If I renounced my beliefs, and if I agreed to stay silent, and if I stayed home and took it easy, if I announced that I was not going to run any longer for political office, the persecution of Donald Trump would immediately stop. You know that, right? Immediately mm -hmm. stop. They would go on to the next victim. But that's not what I do. I can't do that. I can't do that. Keep fighting. It's the enemy within. Can't do that. Screw the mainstream media.
because I love this country and I love you. I love you. There's never been anything like this in history. There's never been. Look at this crowd. I mean, evil with the. Uh, with two days notice, look at this crowd. And by the way, outside, the place was packed with people trying to get in. But you got the seats. Congratulations. But they're coming after me because I'm standing up for you. It's very simple. And I'm not doing this for me. Because I had a very good and luxurious life before entering the wonderful world of politics. I'm doing it for you. And it's my honor to do it, I will tell you. It's my honor. Thank you. Because if I don't do it, I truly believe our nation is doomed to become another Venezuela or become another Soviet Union or become another large-scale version of Cuba where all is lost and there is no hope. There's no hope. But no matter how big or powerful these corrupt radicals may be, you must never forget this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you. Belongs to you. This is your home. This is your heritage. And our American liberty is your God-given right. Your God-given right. They Amen. want to take that right away. They want to take God away from Phoenix to Prescott, from Flagstaff to Florence and from Mesa to Yuma to the Red Rocks of Sedona. We stand on the shoulders of red-blooded American patriots who poured out their heart, sweat and soul for our country and our freedom. This great state, Arizona, was settled by some of the toughest men and strongest women ever to walk the face of the earth. Arizona is where Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday became American legends. You know that? It's where the great American West became the great American dream. And I flew over it just a little while ago and I've never seen anything like some of the beautiful sights underneath that airplane. I almost said, let's delay it a little bit. Let's do a little circle. I want to keep looking. <laughs> There's nothing like what I saw. And Arizona is the state where generations of pioneers and prospectors, miners and ranchers, cowboys and cattle hands, marshals and lawmen like these two guys up there that we love. Tamed the frontier, braved the blazing sun, and showed the entire world how the West was won. They gave everything they had to make America into the greatest nation in the history of the world. But now we are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. We are a nation that has the highest inflation in over 49 years, and where the stock market just finished the worst first half of the year since 1872. Likewise, we are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history by far. We're no longer energy independent or energy dominant as we were just two short years ago. 
We are a nation that is begging Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, and many other countries for oil. Please, please, please help us, he says. Yet we have more liquid gold right under our feet than any other country in the world. We are a nation that is consumed by the radical left's Green New Deal, yet everyone knows that the Green New Deal will lead to our destruction. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan, leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest brand-new military equipment anywhere in the world. And we are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people. And you know it will only get worse. There's nobody to talk to anybody. It would never have happened with me as your Commander-in-Chief, and for four long years, it didn't. We are a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party. I've never seen anything like it. The investigations of politicians, it's just never-ending. Me, everything I do, if I pick, make a phone call, he's under investigation. We have breaking news. After six years of listening, some people must be getting tired of it. We're a nation that no longer has a free press or a fair press. Fake news is all we get, and they're the true enemy of the people. And it's so important that they straighten themselves out, because if they don't, it's going to be a very tough climb back. They were the policemen and women of our country. They would write fair, true, tough stories, and they'd seek out crime. Today, they don't seek out crime if it happens to be Democrat-inspired. They don't seek it out. They won't even write about it. We are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed, where crime is rampant like never before, where the economy has been collapsing, where more people died of COVID in 2021 than they did in 2020 with all of the talk. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon which they incredibly are doing right now. They weren't doing it with me. They wouldn't have even given it a shot. And China, to use the trillions and trillions of dollars it has taken from us over many, many years to build a military that they want to more than rival ours. I wonder why they want that. And just two years ago, we had Iran China, Russia, and North Korea. Remember North Korea, how tough that was? And he became absolutely fine. Kim Jong-un, remember how bad that was? It was going to be nuclear war, according to Obama. We're going to have a war. I said, have you ever called him? Have you ever spoken to him? No. He did actually try to speak to him, and they didn't take the call, but that's the way it is. But we did great with North Korea. Now they're acting up again. But they weren't going to do anything against us, and everyone knows it. Even the other side said Russia would never have happened if Trump were there. And perhaps most importantly, we are a nation that is no longer respected or listened to around the world. We are a nation that, in many ways, has become a joke. Has become a joke. What a sad thing to say. And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty, freedom, and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, 
and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are not going to let this continue in our country. Two years ago, we had the greatest economy that the world has ever seen. We had the greatest economy. We were leapfrogging China. We were doing much better than everybody. But we don't even talk about that anymore. All we do is talk about things that are going to only destroy our country from the inside. But we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. We will stand up to the radical left lunatics and the rhinos, and we will fight for America like no one has ever fought before. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot meet. and There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield. We will never give in. We will never give up. We will never, ever, ever, ever back down. As long as we are confident and unified, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a chance, because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. My fellow citizens, this incredible journey we are on together has only just begun. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Greatness, greatness, greatness for our country again. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious American nation. So with the help of everyone here today and the citizens all across our land, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Arizona. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I just realized, guys, how appropriate make America great again as a slogan now is because America is none of those things right now those bastards in the mainstream media the people they're covering for in the cabal they have taken away every single one of those things from us they have reduced America to a shell of its former self and only through our efforts and the return of Donald J. Trump are we truly going to make this nation great again we will Make America great again. As long as each and every one of us takes an active role in attempting to do so. God bless Donald J. Trump. God bless the United States of America. God bless the people of this great nation. And may the mainstream media be damned. They are the enemies within. That fifth column inside our country. Let me go ahead and go through the thank yous over here on Foxhole. I also have a 
Thank you over on Rumble. It was uh, Slitch63, I believe, says that... What was the... Where is it? Where is it? I wish I could pause the Rumble chat. Um, well, Slitch63, I cannot get to your Rumble rant, and I do apologize. Let me see if it's still there. Yes, said thank you for the most important work you do. They won't win. They will not win. They're not going to win. Because we are going to win. All right. Uh, Emily. I'm sorry. Hold on. Um, Napkinator said, great to have you behind the mic, RP. Thank you very much. Uh, Joshua Bain gifted the fleet. He said, holy moly. What a welcome. For the president, Tamar Growl says, thanks for sharing the boss. Emily UK says, love and miss you, Red Pill. Love and miss you as well. Uh, also, Joshua Bain says, I love that Trump keeps saying the same thing and it continues to cut deeper. Exactly. Every single time it's more impactful because it's gotten worse and worse and worse. He was right from the very beginning. He's always been right. Everything that he said was the truth. And the, I mean, the more often that he repeats it, the longer we go on having to live through this hell, the more people realize that he was always right. Summer Breeze, good night. Thanks for being here. Joshua Bain, I love that uh, as well. He also says, death by the same cut, a thousand times. Khaleesi 2020 dropping some shades. Joshua says, Superman. And LOL, this is the best. Amon, thank you very much. He says, what you want, a cookie? Ivy dropping a cookie. Let the arrest begin dropping a can. Sherry Pittsburgh says, save our children. Sean Joe, thanks for that cookie. FAU 79 says, keep praying for DJT, military, and all the citizens of this great country of America. God is with us, 17. Thanks for streaming the rally. Moda Lisa with a cookie. Thank you. Ivy, the deep state is coming after us, but President Trump is just in the way. 100%. And then Lanny R dropping some shades. Duda Man says, thank you for showing. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Obviously, it is very late, almost one in the morning. Uh, my guest, Megan Walsh, had to reschedule. I have moved her to August 6th. Uh, I will go ahead and uh, let you guys know that week that she's going to be on tomorrow. James Martinez is going to be here. We're going to be discussing future technologies, including cold fusion, consumer technologies that are about to break here in America, you know, one of the main strangleholds that the deep state has on us is the suppression of breakthrough technology. And if we have the ability to produce our own energy, then the deep state is done. Thank you very much, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. I'm going to go ahead and pass out the gold pills. Let me get back here. And there we go. The scratching has been released. All right, you guys. As always, this has been Red Pill 78. My name is still Zach Payne, the corruption detector. And this was another episode of Red Pill News for Friday Night Livestream. God bless Donald J. Trump. God bless America. And God bless you beautiful people. Good luck, everyone. And God bless. We'll see you tomorrow.